Speak between the lines podcast. The shit that's uncool to talk about, we make cool to listen to. So we are live. I believe we are. Yep, we live. Yeah, man. Wait for a few people to pop in. Say what's up. I need to send this out to a few people too. People who are interested in this, this conversation. You know, you got a lot of people that you know have been thinking about buying and purchasing guns and all this stuff. Not that they can really get them anywhere because they're all damn near sold out. But you know, the interest is there for sure. So, right. Yeah, man. So now you got that battle. When 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 people actually want to go get the guns, can't get them. Already bought up. Ammo is ridiculously priced. Yeah, yeah. I was telling Scooby that I went to the gun range the other day, and they were charging twenty five dollars for just fifty rounds. Which typically that would be like, yeah, typically that's like thirteen dollars. Wow. Like twelve or thirteen cents a round. Yeah, like they were charging like fifty cents a round. Wow. That's different. So yeah, it's nasty, man. It's nasty, man. As people pop in, say what's up. Say what's good. Then we have a really interesting conversation that's gonna happen today. Any conversation we have with, with Mike is, is, I feel, is pretty interesting. I was gonna yeah. say some of our best work actually comes that. courtesy yeah, of Mike. Man. Yeah, and I yeah. appreciate that's man. Y'all some killers. Y'all don't need me. No, real talk though, he's not wrong. We like we are some killers, but it's just like he takes it to another level. Y'all do a good job of this, man. So, have y'all watched the Chappelle special? Yes, yes, yes. That's beautiful. LeBron James. He laid it out there. He laid it out there. Yeah, he did. He laid it out there. Nice. So, actually, you know what? While we while we chilling, like, let's get into that. What was your first thoughts while you were watching that or coming off of that? Man, it was. It, the the way he articulated it was beautiful because it's a lot of emotions I already had and I was already had the anger, but it's the way that he articulated and people and because of it's the name of Chappelle, people go for the jokes, right? But this time you're coming for a life lesson, so mm-hmm. I definitely appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it, it was good. I mean it, it was good. Top down. I mean, I wouldn't. I I kind of had an idea of what it was going to be about because people were talking about it online. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't expecting to laugh, but I was expecting it to be like a, a serious, really serious conversation that probably him and maybe a few other people can get it across the way he does. Mm-hmm. Right. A few times you laughed, but most of the time it was like, "Look, this is what's going on. Like, this is what it is." I I think one thing that was interesting about it is how he kind of came at Don Lemon, and Don Lemon was saying that you know where are all the celebrities at. You know, mm-hmm. aren't saying anything or they're saying very little and Chappelle made a, a great point he said I mean during times like this people ain't looking forward for celebrities I mean the streets are talking you know what mm-hmm. I mean like, so, mm-hmm. like it's crazy and, and mind you this is Chappelle I mean so he speaks on stuff like this you know in most of the recent skits so to hear him say that it's like yeah I mean we're not really looking for that you know right I so. agree one thing on a Don Lemon thing that I just didn't understand was like fam was acting like Dave hasn't been talking about this for years like they predicted a lot of shit like I, I saw a youtube video where like he literally was predicting things that were going to happen like six seven years before it actually happened mm-hmm. so when y'all, when ahead, y'all get a chance check out his first appearance on deaf comedy jam looking it up now 
during the show, you're gonna just look it up on. Huh? Right. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 no, for real. Like, I, because I'll forget. So I expect y'all as, you know, my, you know, show host to like hold down a conversation while I, you know, mm. do my research. I got you. <laughs> okay. But, but yeah, man, it was it was good though. I enjoyed. It. That's probably one of the ones I'm gonna go revisit mm. um, a few times. So. Oh, definitely. Yeah, man, it was, it was it was just it was right on time. And I don't know if he did it spontaneously. Um, I don't know the backstory on it. I just like I said, somebody had m- been mentioning it online, so I don't know how mm. it actually came about. But you know, it was really good. It was really good. It was emotional for me. Mm. I teared up a few times. You know, I'm a little older than y'all, so. Uh, you know, I was 17. I was a senior in high school and I was in California uh, mm-hmm. during the Rodney King incident. Uh, and brothers wasn't having it. So to see, to have lived through that and now living through this, it was a, it was very emotional for me. I, I thought it was very well said. He was emotional, uh, but I think he kept his composure enough to accurately relay how he was feeling intellectually and then you could see the emotional content it was just i'm i'm with him i think me and dave are close to the same age so Mm -hmm. it's it's tough man it was it was tough and the way he wove it together i don't want to give it away for people who haven't seen have seen it but he wove together all of these incidents to complete the narrative and to understand why certain black men have gone to <laughs> to an extreme to make their point. Mm-hmm. I'll just say that. And the common thread between those men that did that. Uh, that was masterful. A, that oh, was, it was masterfully it was done. It was. I, I mean, and Jonathan and I have had talks about, I'm sorry. Abe and I have had <laughs> say that, say that, say that. Yeah, yeah I got to get it right. <laughs> We've had conversations about, you know, why these people, why these black men go to these extremes and feel the need to go to these extremes. And I can relate. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it was very well done. Very well done. Mm-hmm. Not not to give anything away, but I will say the the most impactful moment for me was when he he highlighted a life event for him and how much time mm-hmm. passed in that, that life one. event. That one, yeah. In comparison mm-hmm. to the George Floyd incident and it just he's a master storyteller. He's because it makes it so it makes it real for you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cuz you can think of like I'm afraid to get on the roller coaster. Right. That's maybe 2 minutes at most. Mm-hmm. And you can antiquate that fear you had on the roller coaster whatever the event is. To that, to the George Floyd incident. So the way he did that was amazing. Yeah, I don't. I, I the only other comedian that could have done that was Richard. Mm. Richard Pryor. Richard yeah. Pryor was the only other comedian that could have done that, and he's actually had some extremely poignant. Uh, <laughs> he said he told a joke about he was high. He was outside with his Magnum. He was As all Richard's stories start. Yeah, <laughs> he was high shooting his magnum 
and he said, uh, he said the police showed up, be went in the house with his gun. He said, because they don't shoot cars. He was shooting, Richard was shooting his car. He said, they don't shoot cars, they shoot niggars. <laughs> so he's hey. the, the only other person that's pointed. And I, I would dare say, and I'm, I'm a Rich Pryor fan, that I think Dave did it better than Richard did it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Check that out. I think that was. It may have been live on a Sunset Strip. I can't remember. I've seen all of them. I don't remember. But but you can YouTube it. Just check YouTube uh, Richard Pryor on police, police Brutality. He has a few uh, very poignant pieces that you can't help but laugh at and cry at the same time. So That's what's up. Reggie, you going to look that up, too, during the show? Yeah, right. he's doing it right now. <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> All right, man, let's let's do our uh, intro. We kind of already into it eight minutes, uh, and neither one of us said who we are. I mean, we got our names there, but. Oh, yeah, you're right. Um, what episode are we on? It's been a minute. See, oh, what? oh, okay, okay, no. Nah. All right, hold up, hold up, hold up. Scene. All right, speaking <laughs> to the last podcast, episode one hundred and fifteen. It's your boy Young Rez. Yes. Join with J Rock. King gave us his signing in. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, first of all, y'all don't have to deal with this much longer. My my kids are gonna be here in a few weeks, so I mean, I'll be gone. So you can do the intro any way you say. Fit. That means it doesn't matter how it's done as long as it's done. <laughs> I don't like tripping about how it's done. <laughs> we got we got my guy Mike in the building, man. Back for what a third time, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah the trifecta. Third time, man. Yeah, uh, who, who, who? You're the only person we've had back this many times, right? Marlissa. Marlissa's three two. Nah, hey, for the record, Marlissa, she killed last week too, man. I did was she? With her. Yeah, man. Yeah. She very really did that. Shout out to her. That's what's up. Appreciate that, man. Appreciate that. Well, appreciate you coming back on with us, you know, a third time, you know. Oh, definitely. Yeah, man. How you doing? How's everybody doing, you know? We maintain. Right. In the midst of everything that's kind of going on. Staying out of trouble. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. For real, for real. We got an interesting conversation for y'all today. Um, We said gun ownership. I don't know how many people were in when I first said it earlier, but before we get into that, I guess we can hop into wins and losses real quick on how everybody's week was. All right, so this week I actually had a win. Uh, so I'm actually impressed by the NBA and the number of people speaking out of suspending the starting back up the league to keep the conversation on what matters. So last week I had an issue with Drew Brees. Now this week I have almost the whole league or the majority of the league stepping up mm-hmm. and saying we need to keep the conversation on what's important. Right. That's what's up. I feel bad for LeBron, though. Cause like he 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 kind of needed this year, but it is what it is. So what's going on exactly? Because I haven't been keeping up with sports recently. So long story short, they were looking to to start back the league up, uh, twenty teams, uh, and have everybody in one city and just have a series of playoffs running through, mm-hmm. and 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 that'll be the end of the series. Supposed to end around October, I want to say it was. Mm-hmm. But you have a lot of players are saying that I don't want to start up the, the the season back up, just cancel it. So the conversation, the focus can stay on George Floyd, on Black Lives Matters, on police reform, on everything that's going on. Mm. Okay, that's what's up, man. That's that's one thing you gotta keep the conversation going. I think I think with this quarantine and COVID, it's it's allowing us kind of a, maybe a better opportunity to do that. So yeah, man, that's what's up. I'm interested to see what's gonna happen for the rest of the year. By the way, uh, just to piggyback that, um, Fox Sports. Um, 
Undisputed, Skip Bayless and Shannon. Shannon. Mm-hmm. Dog, those two got to be the real. When it comes to like, I don't like when they talk LeBron because they just both of them are just too far to either side. But when they talk about race, like they are so on point. And one thing Skip said that that really stuck out to me this morning was that he's kind of disqualified from giving an opinion on whether they should play or not because they need the NBA to play because ESPN. And Fox Sports, they are on a dry spell. They have nothing to talk about. So if the NBA boycotts, that means that they could lose their jobs. So mm-hmm. people like all these talking heads that mm-hmm. you see talking about, oh, y'all need to do play the play the play the uh, rest of the season. Why is this even a question? It's not a distraction at all. Their checks are on the line. Mm-hmm. So just be careful of how you let you know certain people when you're watching these shows influence how you think about it because mm-hmm. they have a big big you know piece of the pie that they could lose if this doesn't go through right mm, very interesting very interesting that's what's up man um hmm i got a win i guess it's a win um today a company i work for announced that uh, Juneteenth will be a company holiday, so we'll be off. What? Yeah. Wait, is that why you made that post? Yeah. Well, I've shared it. Yeah. So, yeah, they said today. Wow. That, uh, yeah. Uh, CEO sent out a, a email, you know, a long email saying that, you know, moving forward, Juneteenth will be considered a company holiday, so we'll have off. Yeah, I thought that was, yeah, that I thought is, that was big. See, that's that's bigger than just the Black Lives Matter post. Because that's, company, yeah, yeah, because that's that's putting the paycheck on the line. You're losing company. You're losing man hours. You're actually mm. doing something. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was uh, thought that was pretty cool. I thought that was your company is Texas cool. based, right? No, Maryland. We have we, Maryland we, based. Yeah, we have a satellite office in Richardson. But yeah, no, they're not oh, here. Yeah, they're in that's, Maryland. That's actually more impressive because you know Juneteenth is a Texas holiday. Mm-hmm. That's our that's our holiday that we share with the rest of the nation. If we just gonna be frank. Right. So for them to do that, I mean, it is. Yeah. It's literally our holiday. They, it, Galveston. Yeah. That, the ship landed in Galveston, and that's when it spread from Galveston. So, mm. Maryland, somebody, a company from Maryland doing that, that's a bit, that's an even bigger deal to me. Right. Yeah. I'm, so. I'm a little bit impressed. Yeah, man, I am right? too, actually. Yeah. That's a step. I mean, that's a it big is. come up because, yeah. I mean, for me, I, I call in to work every Martin Luther King day because I just—I'm <laughs> not even gonna lie. Every year, dog, for the last three, four years, I've been like, "Yeah, black people should work on Martin Luther King Day," and I ain't been going to work. So <laughs> the, the fact that y'all, you know, have acknowledged that—that's a good stepping stone. I'm with Sweet on this one. Let's make it a national holiday, and then you can be, you know, black people should work on these holidays. Absolutely, I would love to see it as a national holiday. Yeah, for sure, for sure. No, I mean. Yeah, I don't know if it's, it's not gonna happen now with, with uh who we have in office, but LeBron and James said people who think all lives matter should go in though. People think all lives matter should still go in. <laughs> right, it's not a holiday for you. It's not a holiday for you. Cold world, no snuggy. All right. <laughs> uh, speaking of Juneteenth, though, that's a, actually a good segue, eh? Because I actually just picked up this shirt, this Juneteenth shirt, uh, from a black entrepreneur who is making shirts uh, locally. So hopefully if my wife's watching, she'll put, she'll tag her in uh, Facebook uh, in the comments, her Facebook page, but definitely support her. She threw those shirts together for us short, short notice. And uh, yeah, these are, these are fly. So it says Juneteenth, you know, on what's it say? Um, I'm literally, 
I'm black every day, but today I'm blackity black black. Blackity so, black black. Blackity black black. So mm-hmm. she has a bunch of different shirts that support, you know, our movement um, just as a race. And so, yeah, black business supporter. Facts. Facts. But um, I did get a win this week. Uh, we officially hit 35 weeks uh, in our pregnancy. And there was some concern that the kids wouldn't be over five pounds in weight. And so they both met that weight. Uh, and so very nice. Yes. So God say the same. Um, big deal. Weeks, it's a big, big deal. Yeah, it is. It uh, is. In two weeks, you know, they'll be here two weeks or less, depending on what their time frame is. But uh, they'll be here and, you know. It's all man. It is real. On it is really real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is on and popping, man. How you feel? I gotta ask you this every week. Man, once they come on Father's Day, how amazing would that be? Oh man, crazy. I don't even know my father's day. When is Father's Day? Sunday. This Sunday? Yeah, this Sunday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would be crazy. First of all, I hope your wife and your <laughs> <laughs> remember. I mean, it's not, like, it's not like it's our anniversary that I know. I mean, it's it's Father's Day. I mean, right. I mean still, you should I still be celebrated, my guy. I mean, no, I am. I just that's not one of them days that I just be checking for a tough. You know, okay. I, like when it Respect. comes, like, oh, okay, you know what I'm saying? I appreciate it. It's not like I'm expecting something on Father's Day, even he though is. I get something. He every get year. a new tie. He gets a new tie every year. New tie. Mother, Mother's some Day's some like, Nike socks. Mother's Day's right around here. Father's Day's like right. This hello, lower. hello, lower. can this go? Uh, yeah. Right around there. Yeah, off the yeah. screen. Yeah, off, completely right. off the hey. screen. But hey, being a dad is thankless, brother. You better yeah. believe it. Yes. You about, you about to find I'm about out. About to find out. Yeah. Real quick. Yes, you are, man. Uh, Mike, man, what about you? You got any any good or bad news this week? Man, good news is I woke up. I mean, I I, I take them. I take small wins. Yeah. <laughs> and my back, my back wasn't you know wasn't stiff. You know, I take that. So <laughs> it'd be little stuff. No, um, that's what's up. Uh, I'm a grandfather, so just man, you a grandfather. Wow, Grandpa, man, he's he was a, a month yesterday. Wow. A month yesterday. So, having a little baby around has been very interesting. So, I can imagine. Oh yeah, I just wake him up and mess with him as soon as he start crying. He go, <laughs> damn, <laughs> ready? Yep. Thank us. It. That's it. It's your turn. <laughs> man yeah I, I did not like that dude that's what's up though man Dang, all these baby all these babies coming around yeah god dog man it's beautiful it's a beautiful thing it's a beautiful thing in the water man yeah for real facts yeah. all right man let's uh let's pop into this first conversation real quick i know i had a few people that were interested i know a lot of people um have been trying to get into gun ownership right black gun ownership mostly black people at least who have been hitting me up um especially since i just recently posted that video that i shot with with you mike when we went to gun range in oklahoma yeah. um wait was that you mike in the background hmm? yeah 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 they tell, tell me i wasn't going fast enough yeah, going right. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was his ass <laughs> <laughs> get up fast move i'm like these are rocks Man, my man trying to keep you alive, bro. Nah, for real. I appreciate it, man. But shoot, it's been it's been so long since we did that, man. man I thought I could shoot till I saw that video. John has gotten I, pretty good. I 
I mean, I'm I'm decent. That was so long ago. I don't even know if I could. I probably could still probably do it. I don't know if I could. I don't know if I. I don't know if I have the stamina to just be bouncing around like that on the ground and rolling and shit. He won't get back up. He won't get back. He was on the ground and stay there. Yeah. That's that's, uh, how how long ago was that? Over a year, like eighteen months, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, two years. So you were just starting to develop your dad bod at that point. See, and that's the thing. I got, I got to get this back off me. You know what I'm saying? Cause yeah, I got dad yeah. bod on top yeah. of quarantine bod. Yeah. We got yeah. Corona bod. All of us. Man, oh, man, I'm saying. I was in front of the mirror the other day. I was like, Ooh, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> this, this? This didn't look like this before the cruise. Oh, God damn. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, man. Real. I came off the cruise in shape, dude. I was, I was good. I was exercising and everything. Man, I gained ten pounds. Mm, ten easy. pounds, easy, mm. easy. It is. It's easy to do. Yeah. It's easy to do, especially when you up late at night and stuff. You get hungry and water yeah. is the only thing that's open. Like, all right, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna all right, my guy, I, I've been eating, I've been eating cereal and all other kinds of nonsense at like two, three. 30 in the morning, bro. Mm-hmm. So I know I'm, I know I'm mm-hmm. see that that's the see that the see, we said water burger. He said cereal. Cereal. <laughs> Where am I going? I'm that's, not going out at no two, three o'clock. That's all healthy dude. I'm a black <laughs> milk and cereal. Cereal ain't healthy, dog. Read it. Hey, it's better than water burger. Yeah. Cereal might be one of the top killers in America. We just don't know. Shit, yeah, that and McDonald's, which I had yeah. for real. Damn, what up, Smokey? That's funny, man. All right. Uh, so, yeah. Also, uh, gun, really gun ownership as a whole. I mean, of course, you know, we want to focus on black ownership, but gun ownership as a whole. And if you could, Mike, I mean, like I said, I, I know how how long you've been shooting, but can you just give us some background and what you've been doing as far as like shooting and, and busting caps and asses and you know, all this other stuff? That you've been doing? <laughs> uh, uh, um. So I think most people know by now that I'm a therapist by trade, uh, but I've done some considerable training with some very dangerous men. Uh, oh man, it's been a while now. 2012, okay. 2011, maybe eight to 10 years, maybe. Is that about how long it's been, John? About eight about, years? Since you started, I think, since you got me into it, I know it's been that long, yeah. Yeah, so probably 10, if it's eight with you, it's 10 on my own. Um, and I've been fortunate enough to train with some guys from um, Force Recon out of the Marines. I've trained with some, uh, some the guys that were Blackwater guys before Blackwater changed their name. Oh, wow. Trained with some of those guys. I trained with um, some Coast Guard guys. And you think the Coast Guard, they just, you know, kind of wimpy, the, little, the wimpy service print. Them dudes will bust your ass, man. Them <laughs> 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 dudes will kick your motherfucking ass. You, so. <laughs> And the thought process behind working with the and training with the people that I've trained with is very, very different. And then being from Oak Cliff, <laughs> putting all of that together mm. uh, with, I mean, because you develop a certain level of situation aware, a situation of awareness when you're from the neighborhood. You, I mean, mm-hmm. you, you just do. So putting all of those skills together with pistol and rifle and edge weapons, knives as well, uh, has got me to a point, got me to a point where I was, uh, training police officers, uh, but that didn't sit well with me, so I stopped mm. doing that. Mm. Uh, and I, uh, you can't explain just, why because they use that shit on us. Mm. So, here's here's the deal 
so since we brought up police, let's just get right on into it. Police officers are not trained to de-escalate and they're not trained for combat situations. They're trained for overwhelming force against whoever they're dealing with. Mm. That's mm. it. So when you like, you're trying to be a police officer for which you do not need a degree and only six months of training, you are taught that if you draw your weapon on somebody, you shoot them to kill them. You're not trained to shoot the wound. You are trained to shoot to kill. And they specifically tell you in this class that if you kill whoever you pull your weapon on, they can't tell their story. They have to go by what you say happened. Mm. Like this is in the training. So I just was like, I'm so because I had, I've been trained by all of this combat experience from all these people with combat experience. And then I was able to test that training uh, in some real world paintball scenarios. And people think that's funny when I tell them that, but go play paintball and see what happens. But uh, <laughs> somebody that know what they doing. Right? Hey, go, go, go! You don't want to go to paintball. You don't want to play with me. You better be on my team. So, <laughs> Telling your ass up. So I'm, I was able, I'm the ref. I got you. I'm just saying. So I was able to test those scenarios, but because I'm from where I'm from, and my mama raised a revolutionary, it just didn't sit well with me to train these police officers and augment the very low level of skill that they get when it comes to shooting a firearm manipulating a firearm a pistol or a rifle out of the academy mm. the test that they take ain't that much harder than the test that you take to get your your uh chl concealed handgun license in texas it's not that much harder it's not mm. wow. so i it did it just didn't sit well with me to continue to do that so i stopped uh, and only trained Pretty much black folk now, so damn man, that's wild. That that's like the reason that that's the reason that you don't train officers, and we say that shit damn near every day. I saw a video today that was actually from like four years ago, but it's like this dude, and I don't want to get too graphic into it, but I mean the officer was like not even trying to de-escalate the situation. He was just like. Don't move, I'm gonna bust your ass. That was pretty mm-hmm. what he was saying until like the dude like tripped over something because he was already on his knees, and then dude just the, the police officer just opened fire on him. So it's like, yeah, they don't they don't train in de-escalation. I saw something interesting. Um, I don't know how true this is or not, uh, but it was something that was saying that I don't know if it's New York or whoever, but I think it's a certain precinct that they're what they're doing is they're gonna hire people um that aren't cops to go out to San Francisco. With the San Francisco, yeah. So they're hiring, they're hiring people, um, professionals to go out into situations that aren't like criminal based, like some more mm-hmm. like mental mm-hmm. health issues or something like that, to where you don't have the police out there who are, you know, antsy, right? Because they're mm-hmm. they say that they're fearing for their lives and you know, be but they got the gun. right, right. So when they say professionals, they're talking about people like me with a who are uh, mental health professionals or healthcare professionals, social workers, right? To go out to these situations that would typically be the realm of the person who provides that social service if it wasn't an emergency. So this is what mm-hmm. we're trying to do. Cause I have a actually, so it gives me kind of a unique perspective because of what I do. So when, when there is a mental health emergency or a wellness check that's required, we're, we are trained as, as professionals to call the police and send the police over there. Because of what I know about the police, I'm meeting the police over there. 
Right. Because I need to be the one to intervene. Okay, no, this person lives with schizophrenia, so let me do this. I'm safe. You don't need to, you know, so in that capacity, when they know I'm a professional, they treat me differently. Right. Mm. So I go. I don't send the police. I don't send the police to nobody's house. I'll go to the person's house. I'll call the police and I'll say, hey, I need an officer to do a well check at, and then I'll give the situation. And I request a mental health officer if that municipality has one. Right. You said that last time. I remember that. Yeah. So I stay there, make sure they're straight. Then when the police leave, I leave after that. Right. And that's how I do it. So, mm. Mike, let me let me ask you, because uh, you, you do have a unique background that makes it really appropriate for you to give your take on this. How do you feel about defunding the police and, and them actually sending specialists out? Like, because that's what you do, basically. I think that's I, I, I'm gonna answer your question like this: defunding the police is a is a mandate. We all need to. I think we all need to move in that direction. We don't need police officers. We need peace officers. Mm. I'm not telling you don't have your Boy. gun. I'm not telling you don't have your rifle in the back. I'm not telling you that because you might need to. You might need to uh, address a, a terrorist situation. That might happen. You may need to do that one day, even though most police don't ever fire their gun ever in their whole career. But we ain't gonna talk about that. Hmm. Uh, wait, wait, wait. They got never mind. Go ahead. So we need oh. peace officers. So if we have peace officers, the first thing they're gonna do is be trained in tactics the that include de-escalation. Uh, that include identifying if a person is in a manic episode and how to deal with that. Identifying uh, first, of, I mean, I it, it it would seem to me that the first thing you're gonna know is to not shoot somebody in the back who's running away from you. I mean, shit like that that would seem like common sense would mm, be what it, I expect. You right. would think that. I would think. But so, like, but like you said, when you're taught to shoot to kill, that's right. Not shoot to take down or wound, so you can mm -hmm. deescalate. Dude, I'm gonna tell you. You could do, you could, you could give all of these police officers paintball guns, and I guarantee you it wouldn't be no more problems during their arrest. I'm not talking about rubber bullets because rubber bullets can kill you. I'm talking about a paintball gun. Yeah. Yeah. Man, you'll sit your ass down. <laughs> I thought about that the other day getting a paintball gun. You'll Just, sit, you will sit your ass down. Yeah. Man, that shit hurts. That shit that does hurt. Say, that does hurt. That shit hurts. You know, and you know how, and I'm not making this up. You know how I know that paintball guns are effective because bounty hunters tend to use them. They do. Mm. They know so that. we have, so we have evidence that this particular method of controlling an individual can work. So we need peace officers. So that's the answer to the question. Yes, defund the police. Uh, check out what Camden, New Jersey, did. They defunded the police, and they have peace officers in place of police officers now. And their their crime rate has dropped. I think forty six percent is what I read in the uh, in the article. Forty six percent drop in crime when they defunded the police and instituted a new thought process for the peace officers. So, yeah, defund the police. Yeah, mm. thank you. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Hmm. All right. So I want to ask Mike and Ava a question because I I know I don't read. I don't think you want on on one either. Do y'all feel safer going out with knowing that there's a threat? If an officer knows that you have a gun, you're in more danger or in just as much danger. You I'm want to take, answer? You want? Oh, you want me to? Okay, yeah, go first. 
Uh, so I'm gonna answer it. It's gonna be a little long-winded, but I hope it makes sense. Mm-hmm. If you carry a gun for protection and you can't fight, you're a coward. That part, straight up. That shit part. like that. That part right there, straight up. Mm-hmm. So my gun and my rifle is the for the worst case scenario. I told John, I can't remember when we were talking. I'm sorry. I told Abe. (laughs) (laughs) I said, if you get into into a fight with anybody, assume they have a gun and beat them up so you can take that pistol from them. That need to be your mind frame. Beat them up, incapacitate them so you can take that pistol from them. So most police officers can't fight. Let's be clear. Mm-hmm. Most police officers cannot fight. Most human beings can't fight. So the police damn sure can't fight. So they got their little tactics where they try to put your, their arm around you and all that. But they swarm you. And that's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to swarm you, you know, overwhelming force, in not employing a pistol. Once they get you subdued, all that stuff's supposed to stop. And then you're supposed to provide aid if there were any injuries during the process of subduing the suspect. That's they're supposed to do. So you come to the, you come, because you got to think all of us, we the biggest black man he'd have never seen in his life when he come to the car. Mm. Because mm-hmm. the myth, because that myth exists that yeah. we are superhuman and we can run fast and jump higher and everybody, we strong and we don't feel pain. So if you have that mind, uh, that mindset, that thought process, when you're coming to the car, I can do a couple of things. I can get ugly with you. And you probably a coward already, and you scared of me. Not only are you a coward, but you scared of me. Mm. Or I can use my soft skills to de-escalate the situation. Right. So I'll give you an example. I was coming back. I think I might have been. I was down in Dallas with something. I'm coming back. I'm doing 85. Highway Patrol pulled me over. I had just crossed the border into Oklahoma. He said, uh, and my license was about to expire. Literally that same day was the last day. So I handed him my license and my gun and my uh, concealed carry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said, can you show me where your gun is without putting your hand on it? I said, yes, in the back. I hadn't even taken it out of my backpack, which is <laughs> rare for me because my shit is usually in the console. Like a mug. Uh, yeah, so I just happened to have it in my backpack for that reason. Uh, I was very calm. He was calm. No issues. I wasn't disrespectful. <clears throat> he wasn't disrespectful. So there's no reason for me to feel any fear he didn't feel it didn't appear that he was afraid he gave me a warning because i just kept it a buck with him i'm trying to get back before the dmv closed so i get my license i know it's expired i'm on the, that's what i'm that's what i'm speeding for mm-hmm. so he let me off with a warning so that's an and at uh, a time when the law was followed according to the way it's supposed to go but that ain't always gonna be the case if i have my pistol in the car i'm gonna put it somewhere where it can't be seen I'm going to have my license, both licenses in the hand. I'm going to have both my hands out the window. So he doesn't feel any, I don't need him to be afraid because he's already a coward in most cases and he's scared of me. Right. Yeah. And to know that you have a gun, I mean, I I mean, every time I get pulled over or anything like that, that's that's why I tell my vet, like, I got my concealed carry license and Mm -hmm. this is what it is. Like, so like off the rip, because if you don't tell them, because they can see that you're, you're a license carrier. So mm-hmm. if you if you run if they go back there and they run your license and see that and you didn't tell them, then you know stuff can kind of get crazy. So off bat, I mm-hmm. tell them like, look, like 
here's my insurance, here's my driver's license. I got my concealed carry. This is what my weapon is. And like, mm-hmm. like, me, like Mike said, you know, just try to de-escalate the situation as much as you can. So, but right. it's not, it's not, it's not. I don't think it's not necessarily about feeling safer um, because I'm not carrying my gun expecting to use it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm mm-hmm. not carrying my gun expecting to get into a situation where I have to bust somebody's ass. Like that's not, that's not the thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I hope, I hope that I never get in a situation where I have to use it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's not the goal here, but um kind of like mike was alluding to like if you get into a situation make sure you can fight your way out of it before you decide to pull your gun out because if you do like that just escalates everything else that can happen everything else i mean it goes from a fist fight to now somebody's been shot so i mean it could it could just it can get really comp- complex and complicated with that so and you can get up from ass whooping facts right, right. facts you take the lumps you you know you go home your wife rub on you you know a week later you got a story to tell right you, you, man right. you don't want to shoot nobody you don't want to shoot at nobody you don't want to do that not you ain't got you to don't, man. You don't want, not another human being you don't want to do that so so sweets uh mentioned something interesting he said come to think of think come to think of it why wouldn't police be armed with rubber bullets instead of actual bullets anyway well i, I think that's actually a really good question it's because the use of deadly force, especially for us, for poor people, but more specifically for poor black people, is authorized at all goddamn times. That's why. Why would he shoot you with a rubber bullet when he can shoot you with a real bullet and get away with it? Right. Mm. You don't care about your black ass. I mean, let's at be all. clear. Let's be clear. The police do not give a fuck about you. Right. Do not. Yeah. If you white and you live in Plano, you get policed a completely different way than if you black and you live in South Dallas. Mm-hmm. Very true. That's it. I don't know how else to explain it to nobody. Suburbs are the model for how policing should take place. The way white police officers police suburban areas, McKinney, Plano, Frisco, little rent all that that's the way that prosper that's the way that police should take place in the neighborhood they got all kind of kitty courts and all kind of shit to keep these kids from ever having to deal with the criminal justice system as an adult why we don't get that shit exactly don't give a fuck that's why Exactly. I wonder if some of that defunding would, would go towards programs and situations like that too. Well, I wouldn't defund the police unless it did. I think that would be my that would be the thing. Okay, now what y'all gonna do with this money? Because we know that politicians are notorious for lying in their own pockets. Right. Facts. Mm-hmm. Facts. We need peace off. And then the other thing is this school to prison pipeline as a result of this shit in Columbine. Now we have police officers in our schools every once in a while. They took come try to trick you into be a police when I, when I was growing up. You want to be a police, don't you? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but after Columbine, we put all these police officers in the school to try to stop school shootings. Can y'all think of any school shooting that a police officer has stopped? Zero. No. That I know of. Now, maybe there's I... one or two, but I can't think of any. No. But you know no, what they have done? Is they've arrested a whole bunch of little black kids. Bars. Mm-hmm. More specifically, black boys. Bars. So we created a school to prison pipeline 
under the guise of trying to be safe from school shootings that don't really happen in our communities. Right. Very true. Right. I feel sorry for anybody that has survived, uh, dealt with, or lost anybody in a mass shooting at a school. That shit is terrible. I think that shit is utterly fucking ridiculous. But that shit don't happen in Oak Cliff. At all. That shit don't happen in South Dallas. Now, you nigga going to 7-Eleven and shoot everybody in there for $20. You know, we... <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, back in Newport. Shit. Hey, man, let's not act like that shit. I'm, I'm not. Yeah. Uh, keep it a buck. I'm gonna keep it a buck. But those things typically don't happen in our communities, and all we've done is put our kids closer to the penitentiary. When right. We, when we put uh, officers in school, they beating mm-hmm. our kids up, body slamming them. I've seen all kind of shit when I worked in the school. It was fucking crazy. Man, I remember it in school. God, I, I didn't seen so many, so many people look like me getting into fights, and the coaches come up, the officers come up, body slam them, choke That's slam. Right. Mm-hmm. Man, it's like they got a worse ass whooping right. for people stopping the fight than being in the fight. Hey, and they be looking forward to that shit too, dude. Ready. They look forward to those opportunities. So you mean to tell me? That your 35, 40 year old ass is waiting for a chance to beat up a 12 year old? Mm-hmm. And you the police? Right. Motherfucker, fuck you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> for real. Yeah. Right. 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 So. I know we got on police, we're supposed to be on guns. My bad. That's <laughs> <what I'm laughs> no, no. no that, go ahead, right? No, because you because you made a good point because there's there's a few things that that you said about police brutality and just different things that you said that really ties into what we're even talking about. So right. I mean, it's it's a topic that needs to be had, especially now when there's a whole conversation about defunding the police and we're seeing all right. this shit going on about you know all these police are harassing all these different people that are protesting. Like it's a conversation that needs to be. This mm-hmm. is one of those conversations that need to continue to happen mm-hmm. outside of everything dies down. Like yes, the Black Lives Matter conversation and everything like that needs to happen, but yes. People getting on the police's ass about stuff that they're doing incorrectly—that needs to that needs to be a conversation that continues forward right, after, right. you know, the steam clears and all this other stuff. So yeah, no, I'm not mad at that at all. Because the police are frankly at a disadvantage. The police are at a disadvantage. They hmm. know it. They just don't want people to know it. I will explain what I mean. John, what was the dude? I'm sorry, Abe. What was the dude from Mesquite? What, what he went to the high school in Mesquite, the army guy that killed those nine police. Micah Johnson. You're talking about so, uh, for the, the downtown Dallas protest. Downtown Dallas. So the Black Lives Matter protest, yeah. I had mixed feelings about that whole situation. I definitely understand his frustration, but it shows you how guerrilla warfare <laughs> can be used to the benefit of people who feel like they're occupied by an outside enemy, that enemy being the police, and how woefully unprepared the police are to deal with one trained person. You better one. talk. You better talk. Mm. Yep. Shut mm. the city down. Them, the, the police didn't know what to do. And he was just using basic shit, shooting school, just little stuff. That, that was the shit we learned on the first day. They didn't know what to do because they are not trained for warfare. That's not what the police are trained for. Right. They had no idea how to handle that. Now, imagine if that was 10 brothers. Right. Oof. They'd have took the city over. The, hey, the, 
Forrest, everybody would have been in Dallas looking for these niggas because the police wouldn't have been able to deal with them. Right. Mm. Now, I'm not advocating that, but I definitely understand. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, the government should be afraid of the people. The people should not be afraid of the government. Mm. That's real. That's real life. And an armed population cannot be treated poorly. When 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 these so <laughs> these white boys with the Second Amendment bullshit say this is just in case the government tried to take over, you, you ain't gonna do nothing against no tank, bro. So let's let's get that. Out of here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, air fighter jet. Hey, hey. At this point, it, they ain't even got to send. They ain't even got to send nobody. They just gonna drone your ass from two hundred miles yeah. away. Let's just, let's just be clear. So if you're talking about defending yourself against the, the federal government, that shit is stupid. You know, I believe that you're willing, I believe that you're willing to do that when I see you do with them Iraqis and Israelis and pa- uh, Palestinians do throwing rocks at a tank with your shirt off with a flag tied around your face. When you do that shit, then I believe that you really about that life. But until mm-hmm. then, I don't want to hear that. But what it, what I, where I do agree with them is about local county and state abuses you can deal with that shit with a rifle hmm yeah yeah hmm and in indiana you have the right to defend yourself against the police wow did i know that yes it was a big deal and police were like, like all in an uproar why why are you in an uproar about a person defending himself or herself against a police officer if you ain't doing nothing wrong because nobody likes it when the deer has a gun Ooh, ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun None. Mm-hmm. that's real that's real so talk. when you're talking about the self-amendment the second amendment being used to protect yourself against a governmental entity it's really about your local so your, your municipal county and state police forces that are abusing their power against the populace. That's mm. really what the shit is for. Well, that's not what it's for, but that's what it would be effective for. The shit was really to maintain slavery, but that's a different conversation. We'll right. do that another time. Right, right. Hmm. So what 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 are your what are your thoughts as far as like the importance of gun ownership then? I think that every black person in America should not only own a firearm, a pistol and a rifle, a rifle first. If we just gonna be honest, get a rifle first and be trained in how to use it out to 300 yards. We have gun reform That's the what next I think. day. You said what? We'll have gun reform the next day. I, I mean, people say that. I mean, how you gonna have gun reform when everybody got them? What you gonna do? Right. It's too late now. Right. <laughs> and what if we say, what if we all go outside with our rifles and be like, ain't no gun reform? What they gonna do? <laughs> You're not wrong. What's your what's your what's your thought process behind that though? Like why like why my thought process is my thought process is is multifaceted. For one, you need to be able to protect yourself just from criminals. Neighborhoods that we grew up in, we know that poverty and proximity breeds criminal behavior. And until we address those issues, I need to be able to defend me. I'm really worried about my property. White folks love to shoot niggas behind their property. He was on my land in Texas, but you can be on your sidewalk. You shoot. I mean, the Catholic yep. doctrine extends all the way to the street in Texas. Mm-hmm. White people love to do that shit. 
Um, I'm not necessarily a fan of shooting nobody behind material objects that insurance can pay for. I'm, I'm not. Right. I'm not really a fan of that shit. So, to protect my my person and protect my family, on the off occasion that that happens, I think we need to be prepared for that. Mm. The second reason is because it would be a really good idea if you knew how to shoot a deer or a pig or some other animal that you could eat if these trucks had stopped running during this coronavirus bullshit. What the fuck was you going to eat? Was you going to go to the store and wait for the next truck to come in? Right. Three day, hey, it only takes three days. Three days, it ain't no more food in the grocery store. Then what? Right. Because that's a part of the conversation. That's a part of the conversation. At least when coronavirus was hot in the news, that was the one thing that they really weren't talking about was no. the food supply. And no, they weren't. So you go to the store to get some food because you ain't been paying attention. All the food is gone. The trucks ain't running. And it's a freaking riot, a, a riot breakout at the, at the store. What you going to do? I know I'm going to get to the house. Will you? Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's, it's crazy. It's crazy that you're saying that because like hearing it. It's like, man, how, that, that kind of sounds far fetched. But I mean, we got back from the cruise like it wasn't we didn't have anything. We had yeah. to wait until the trucks came. So it was like, right. It's not necessarily, you know, it's not that it couldn't happen. You know what I it mean? It wasn't it wasn't far fetched in New Orleans. Right. Yeah. It wasn't Very far fetched true. every time Florida has a hurricane, a, a category five hurricane. Mm. It wasn't far fetched with the Northridge earthquake in California. It wasn't far fetched in. It wasn't far fetched in ninety one in um in, I mean, in 89, the, the, the Bay Area earthquake in 89. Hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about some nationwide situation. That's that's pretty unreasonable. But locally, just yeah. something pocket. Yeah, Nigga, it can go down. A tornado here, F5 come through here and tear the city up. What do I do? That's real. Yeah. It does sound far fetched, but you, it, we should be prepared for every eventuality. Tornadoes happen here regularly. And then Dallas ain't far from Tornado Alley. I remember being little we there up Duncanville. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So those are things that I take into consideration, albeit the chances of them happening are rare. I bet you it was people in New Orleans that was happy they had that AK-47. Right. Mm. Right. Mm. Man. So I think it, so I think at that point. You know, if you can shoot a deer at 100 yards, 150 yards, you got something to eat until it until things blow over. You can it, at the very least protect your house. You know, ain't, no, ain't nobody going to get close to you if you can go out to 300 yards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you practice um, clearing your house with that same firearm, transitioning from rifle to pistol, you got the, just the basic necessities to be able to do that. You could defend your home. So I think they're, so that's just defending the home, but outside of the house, you, 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 you ain't going to catch me jogging and, and y'all ain't just going to run up on me and hit me with no truck and pin me in no corner and pull no shotgun out on me. Mm, right. Mm. You know what? Mm. That's, so actually that's how this conversation mm. got started. I remember Ava and I was on the phone and we were saying what would have happened if a mod had, a piece on him. Mm -hmm. That whole situation changes. It does. And we we still don't know how it turns out. But at least he died fighting if he dies. Right. right. 
Oh, you, you know, a... go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. No, because that's right. So Charlemagne did an interview. That's how this all started. Charlemagne did an interview um, with, um, I forgot what news outlet. So this white woman is basically saying like, hey, what are your thoughts on the Ahmad uh, Arbery situation? So he goes into details about how he wishes he had a piece on him. And she was like, what? And she's like, yeah, because that whole situation changes. Best case scenario, he kills those two and he's going to jail. But at least he had he's alive to fight for his freedom. Exactly. That's right. And she immediately twisted it into, well, I don't know about if that would be a good idea for him to have a gun because, you know, that could escalate a situation. And I'm like, escalate the situation. It's, all, it's already been, it's, yeah. Escalated. How much more escalated could it be? But that's again, right. that's what Mike said. You know, it's no fun when the rabbit has a gun. And that, and that's the mentality that we face in this country is it's okay for certain people to have the gun. And yeah, people, are, people are protesting about going to gym with rifles. Right. And nothing happened. Right. That's right. So, and Dave Chappelle said it in his special. He was like, if every black person in America went and got a gun, you know, reform would come at a certain point. Somebody would, would have yeah. to say something. Because they would be uncomfortable. I mean, that's literally why the Klan came into existence to disenfranchise black folk of the Second Amendment right. That's literally what they said wow. when they formed it. I don't, I'm just, I think of all of this stuff, all of this stuff is sad, but that's the, the Ahmaud Arbery situation bothered me the most. Because the minute they would have hit me with that truck, I would have clicked and I just would have went into what mm-hmm. I know how to do. And I mm-hmm. just would have been, I just, they, they would have Jonathan to be like, it's a shame what Scooby did. And then why? Goddamn shame. Goddamn shame. Cause I would have tried to get away. I would have tried to get away. I would try to go, man, y'all go mind y'all business. Leave me alone. I'm just leave me alone, dude. They had history. It means a whole bunch of stuff. Leave me alone. Yeah. The minute they would have hit me with that truck. Man. It'd have been John Wick and that bitch. I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. It went down. Yeah, and yeah. I, I, I just, I, I feel, and I mean, we, I mean, we can speculate all along, but I, I feel like they don't. He pulls out and he starts shooting, or even in this case, you know, you, you start shooting. I feel like they, they retreat because I don't feel like they think yes, that he even back. has a gun at that point. But he pulls, he pulls out a gun, or whoever else is in this situation, you have a pistol, because. Uh, I don't want to just you know kind of talk about what's going on with him, but you pull out a gun, you, you start busting. I feel they retreat. To be honest with it's, you, I don't. It's very possible. Did you have to fear for your life at that point? Because then oh, it, okay. it it go it, it goes from it goes from now I have the advantage on this guy because I have two people with a gun to now you have somebody who's on foot who can maybe duck behind trees shoot. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think I really think it goes to them then driving off and then calling the cops and saying that there's a black person in the neighborhood mm-hmm. is what is I feel like that's, that could be a strong possibility because mm-hmm. I know if I'm driving a truck and somebody busting in my ass and I can get out the way I'm gonna get out the way I'm not gonna try to get out the truck and try to fight somebody so that's, that's, that's right. it. Right. you know what I'm saying so the thing the thing about <laughs> the thing about it's really easy to shoot somebody in a car too the person on the street has actually has the advantage right if they're driving the person outside of the vehicle has the advantage. Yeah. Because they're oh. sitting duck. They're like, sitting duck. And where are they gonna go? Right. It's 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 especially if they're if it's a wooded area or they're there there are buildings around. Now once that person exits the vehicle and maybe uses the truck as concealment and cover, that's a different situation. But actually driving a vehicle, I don't know, that's your ass. Right. 
Yeah. yeah. Right. But then that, that also goes to, to show, or that goes to ask, well, would that person even have training in it? You know what I'm saying? To, to do so something that's like the, that. That's the other thing. That's mm-hmm. why when Ava and I talked about this, I said, man, I don't, I don't know how it would have gone because who he has a gun, but if he don't know how to use it in that situation, right? your adrenaline is pumping. You've been running from these white folks that you have a history with these white folks. Mm-hmm. Who knows what his mindset is? Can he get his gun out? Does he have a holster? Is it in his pocket? Did he check this? If it, is it loaded? Does he have? You see what I'm saying? There's a right. whole bunch of difference yeah. just in the process of going from putting your hand on the gun to presenting it so that you can use it. That's a whole bunch going on right there. And if you don't train for the difficulties that can occur, you could end up shot with your own shit. Mm. Right. So the training component is really, really, really important. Uh, the other thing is he just might be one of those Negroes that <laughs> when he get calm, when he get angry and shit goes crazy, he get calm because he tried to grab the shotgun, as I understand it. So he was willing mm-hmm. to fight. He right. didn't have nothing to fight with. Right. right. Yep. Mm. So if he had the proper tools, maybe he's still here. And maybe we and maybe the conversation is free Ahmad instead of remember Ahmad. Right. Yep. You mentioned something earlier about how you shouldn't even have a gun if you can't fight. You, yeah, I, you shouldn't have no. If, that's that's my opinion. You shouldn't have a gun, you have a knife. You shouldn't have shit if you can't buy your fists up. I agree. So earlier in the comments, Smokey uh, made a comment about what happened in Atlanta with Rashard and how we see how that turned out when those two officers could not fight. Could not mm-hmm. fight. They could not man, fight. I'm telling you, man, police officers cannot fight. They are not trained how to fight. If they don't have a fighting background before they become police, they don't get that in them six months. You don't learn how to fight in six months and you got to go through all these laws and run up all of these stairs and all this bullshit that they got to do. Motherfuckers can't fight. Mm. Mm. So as I understand it, he was getting with them. He got away and then the dude shot him in the back. Is that how it went? Because I can't watch the shit. Okay, Um, so I finally watched it. It took me two days, but I finally watched it. So he's uh, in a parking lot at a drive-thru at Wendy's. He's drunk, right? He's asleep. Right. So Wendy's calls the police. One cop comes up first, tells him to pull over. He pulls over, gets out of the car. They have a conversation. It's very cordial. It, it's like, yes, sir. Yeah. I, you know, my daughter had a birthday the day before. You know, they said, OK, cool. Can you do some tests? So he takes a sobriety test. He fails, but mm-hmm. he takes it. And then he, tell, he tells him like, hey, you know, um, my sister stays down the street. But he and wasn't so, driving, right? He was parked. He was, he was parked at that point. So why right? are you giving him a sobriety test if the car was parked? Well, he was mm-hmm. in the drive-thru. He was, he he was, was in the drive-thru. He was parked in the drive yeah. So he fell asleep. I've seen that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. We've all seen that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've all seen that. No, so he, he, was, he was parked in the drive-thru he, because he fell asleep. They asked him to move the car, so he parked over to the side, and then they did the sobriety test. Mm-hmm. I got it. So I got se- it. Second cop comes through, and he's not with it. He's not trying to cut the dude no slack. He's like, you know, how many drinks have you had tonight? He's like, I think I had one and a half. He said, you think? He's like, yeah. He's like, well, what kind of drink was it? You know, and, you know, would you mind taking a breathalyzer test? And it, it was like he was poking and prodding at the dude. So mm-hmm. he takes the breathalyzer test. 
They say, all right, well, we're going to have to arrest you. He goes to put the handcuffs on him, and the fight breaks out. He whoops both their asses, right? They're on the ground. He takes one of the cops' tasers. One of the cops says, that motherfucker took my taser. Then they start jetting. He's running. The cop that's chasing him is maybe a few feet away, if that. He turns, he being uh, Rashard, turns, fires the taser. He misses. The cop then takes his taser from his right hand to his left hand to reach for his gun. To mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, he, so he actively chose, well, I got a taser here. I'm going to put this in my left hand if you watch the video. And then he reaches and he shoots three times. He only hit him twice because it's not a good shot. But most police aren't. But and, but my thing is like people that are trying to justify this, like, oh, well, you know, these obey the law motherfuckers that are like, oh, well, you know, if he just went with it, then he wouldn't be dead. Well, motherfucker, he was a few feet away and he was drunk. Do you know how slow you run when you're drunk? You can't. <laughs> <Damn. run. laughs> like, yeah. What? Why is that? An you have his car. So you a drunk dude with both of y'all's ass. Fam. Took your taser. You're an embarrassment. <laughs> and, and see, and that that's why I think. It's a pride issue at that the, point. I think the thought to kill came yes. from that. Like, a drunk man just beat both y'all asses and took your way we- your weapon, not even your weapon, your non-lethal weapon. Mm-hmm. That, by the way, is um I think it's registered in the same level as a baton. Because mm-hmm. they were saying that if you like saying that it's okay to kill him over a taser is the same way as saying if you hit a cop with a baton, he has a right to shoot you. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're well, if you're black, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's the them the rules. That true, true. <laughs> <laughs> like what are we talking about? But no. it's it's ridiculous, bro. It like it, it's it it's mind numbing that he's that close. And I think one of the mayors, uh, they had the mayor, uh, uh four black mayors uh, on CNN yesterday. Mm. They had a panel, and one of the mayors said that um, you're trained as an officer. Um, so in that situation. I would say either keep running, get some exercise and catch this dude or let him go because you got his car. You got his driver's license. You got everything. You, you can know right. where he's going. Yeah, what was the point of shooting him? So, it, makes, it was stupid. Yeah, I agree. So for civilians, when you're under the threat of violence, you can only use enough force, the force that's equal to suppressing the threat. So if somebody is punching on you, you can punch them back. If somebody kicking you, you can kick them back. Somebody pull a knife on you, you can pull. At that point, you can use deadly force. So you can only meet the level of threat that is necessary to stop it. And that police officer didn't do that. He had a non-lethal fired at him. He should have fired his non-lethal in return. Correct. Mm-hmm. That was the highest level. Correct. A force necessary to deal with that particular threat, and it ain't like a drunk nigga gonna outrun you. Oh, but I mean, well, I would have thought a drunk well, nigga would beat it, it your probably ass. Could, <laughs> Both if of y'all, he, two of y'all, up, two of y'all, y'all run him. He probably cannot run him at this he probably, point. He probably got winded out. Man, no. First of all, just looking at no disrespect, but uh, he doesn't look like he's in the greatest shape. If he would have just ran for a block or two, the dude probably would have passed I, out anyway. I don't know. Maybe we don't, it, we don't know. Maybe, but still, there's no justification for shooting this man in his back. 
Because that's what the that's what the autopsy said. Two shots yeah. to the back, which caused damage to the organs and blood loss. Homicide. Oh, pump the brakes. There's one thing that uh, also came out uh, that there's another video that surfaced that they don't immediately render aid. They literally pick up the the gunshot shells first, mm-hmm. then yeah. render aid minutes later. Right. That's, that's you're standard. letting them out. That's standard. That's standard practice. Remember, I told you they are taught when they pull their weapon to shoot the kill. So the only story that can be told is the one that they tell. Oh, this is standard fare. This is the way the shit goes. This is how it happens. Mm. Mm. This, this is just this is the way it goes. And so you can't I mean, you're not going to win with the police. That's why you have to get rid of them. Because you're not going to win. This dude might go to jail. We got a black town with a with a dude, with a woman chief with a black mayor, a woman chief who unfortunately resigned. I mean, she wanted a good one. She probably should have stayed just because she seemed like she a decent human being. Mm. I mean, I mean, they might try to fry this dude, and rightfully so. But he gonna be one out of how many? I think exactly. we've had already eleven hundred shootings, people killed by the police already this year. Right, something like that, some crazy number. Right. And we're in the middle of a damn p- pandemic. In the middle of a and, damn pandemic. Yo, yeah, that don't stop anything. I saw a stat that literally said the amount of deaths uh, by like people that have been shot and killed by the police is equivalent to pre-pandemic. So the pandemic doesn't stop them from shooting or killing mm-hmm. anyone. Mm-hmm. Right. No, right. it's not. When, when, people, when less people are on the street, they're killing the exact same amount of people. How? Because you're an animal. That's why. You're an animal. You're not a dog because white people love dogs. You're an mm-hmm. animal. Understand, you are an animal. That's how they see you. Right. That's how they see me. That's how they see us as animals to be dealt with accordingly. You have to go through all, jump through all of these hoops to prove to them that you're a human being. They assume you're an animal first. Right. Right. That's why we need to disband the police and have peace officers. The Mm. thought process is completely different. And I don't know why poor white people ain't up in arms yelling, jumping up and down behind this shit, too, because poor white men, 50 percent of the police deaths. Did not know that. 50 percent of of the people killed by the police are poor white men. Wow. And Black Lives Matter has advocated for those people as well. They are against all police murders. We're about 23 to 25 percent, depending on which statistics you use, black people are which is way out of proportion. Right. But white people should be just as mad about this shit as we are. But see, the reason why they say all lives matter, when we say black lives matter and these white folks that say all lives matter say it, what they're really saying is black people kill y'all, so we should be able to do it too. Mm-hmm. That's actually in the documentary. Keep going. Mm-hmm. So that's what we have to deal with, is they use the excuse that of so-called black-on-black crime when 81% of white people are killed by other white people, when poor white people experience more violence than any other group in the country. But because the media presents us and those and that information a certain way, it skews the perception and they think, y'all kill each other so the police should be able to kill each other. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, police should be able to kill y'all. Y'all shouldn't be mad about that. Y'all should be mad. But we are. We have stop the violence rallies in our community all the time. Y'all just don't cover them rallies. Mm. Say that. Ding. Say that. So, 
With that being said, I think that every human being should have a rifle and have a pistol. I, I, I watched a documentary. Well, not a documentary. I watched one of Malcolm X's speeches, and he said, every black person should have a rifle. Nigga, I went and got one. Mm. The boy ain't playing. He ain't playing. Man, Man you, so I... <laughs> I, I want you to tell, I want you to kind of kind of to kind of spell on this quote that you told me uh, when we were talking about Bruce Lee how you, how you say uh, it hits all by itself because I, I, uh, I know we keep I know we keep talking about you know gun ownership which which is great yes that's the thing but you know you can't stress the the importance of training with the gun and I think a lot of people yeah, yeah. they think that um, if you just go to the gun range and you just shoot a static paper fifty rounds and you just shoot at it and you hit something they, they think that's training mm -hmm. but. I thought mm -hmm. that quote from Bruce Lee was was pretty dope when you said it. So I kind of just want you to maybe just kind of talk talk about it a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Have what is what is the what is the craziest thing you seen me do at the range? Just have you seen me do something like, man, how did you do that? Have you seen me do anything like that? Shit, you do crazy shit all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Nah, real talk. I remember. Uh, no, we were. So here's here's one thing. I think we were we were um, in Acadia, right up there by you. And we were okay. sitting by the truck, and it's not even the craziest thing. This is just one thing that came to my mind. We were um, at your truck, right, which is kind of at the front of the, the front of the range part, and mm -hmm. uh, the steel target is maybe like thirty yards away. And you was like, John, watch this. And your gun was on your truck, right? Like you just immediately like picked up the gun and shot, bing. Like you didn't like pull pull up, focus, stand still, do all this shit. It was like it was like a quick reaction where so you were just like, boom. Boom. Yeah, I remember. Boom. That. I was like, I damn, that. how does he do that shit? Um that's great. Training. It's training. It's thousands and thousands of rounds down range. And that's the thing where that goes back to the quote, it hits all by itself. I don't even I don't have to think about it because I've trained my muscles to know what to do in those instances. Mm -hmm. um, and that just comes from training and doing it wrong a whole bunch of times until I got it right. And then once I got it right, repeating it over and over and over to develop muscle memory. Uh, it's like anything uh, with your jump shot. Uh, if you shoot pool, you, your stroke is the same each time. Or uh, you know how to do what you know how to draw the cue back when necessary. And there's just thousands and thousands of, of, of man hours and uh, of practice. Um, and, and the thing that happens in life that I don't think we take into consideration is whenever there is a crisis, you sink to the lowest level of your training. Mm. So if you have no training, ain't no telling what's going to happen. Right. Mm. If you have thousands and thousands of hours worth of training, you're going to sink to the, the, the way you do it the worst after you've trained for that length of time. Mm. So if you don't have any training, Anything can happen. Now, my brain works a little bit differently. I'll tell y'all, this is this is how my brain works. I am definitely scared of June bugs. Like, <laughs> what? I am the most non-threatening. Wait, man, I hate June bugs. I don't know why. I don't like they don't have teeth, bro. I don't like them. Nothing is gonna fly in your face. Like, they're I don't vegan. Like June bugs, man. Hey, <laughs> they're not even well. Well, maybe they think I'm celery because I don't. I do not like. Jesus, <laughs> I'm. I'm. I'm literally. I'm afraid of June bugs. They just trying to find love, bro. Hey, well, I ain't got nothing but hate for them. That's all I got. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but 
in crisis moments, I don't have an adrenaline response. Mm. Wow. I get an adrenaline response. So say me and John get into an argument. He called me the next day and say, man, you hurt my feelings. I would get an adrenaline response from that because I've hurt my brother's feelings. That would give me an adrenaline response. Mm. I don't get adrenaline responses in, in, in crisis situations. When I hear gunshots out, I don't, it doesn't, I get mm. calm. When it get real crazy, I get calm. Uh, that's just how I'm, that's how my brain works. Um, there are operators who do that to the nth degree. Hmm. And that's what the training is for. So even if you have an adrenaline response, your body still knows what to do. Hmm. Because at that point, you're not thinking, you're reacting. Right. When you hear those bullets whizzing past your head, that first one, that second one coming, you know what to do. You just know what to do. Your body will automatically do it. And that's where the training comes in because you want to try to be as aware as you can of the situation so that you can meet it with the necessary level of force. Because the dude might be shooting at you and you might pull out and be ready to shoot him and his gun jam. And he throw it on the ground and throw his hands up. Do you still shoot him? Mm. Wow. So you want to be aware as much as possible in those instances and the training can help you do that. If you're calm, you can make the best choice, but you can still react and respond fast enough and with enough precision and accuracy to reduce the threat to zero and go back to a non-threatening position. Mm. Mm. So that's 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 very true. And I mm. couldn't even vouch for that. Like even when we were shooting in Oklahoma, like the video I posted, that was after we had done it shit for like two hours in a sense mm -hmm. we were out there for a long time and you just kind of get to a point to where like it's just automatic it's like you, you know where the gun is you kind of you know where stuff is and when you're like in a situation to where it's a crisis moment like those are the, the mechanics that you want to kind of have already mm -hmm. memorized and brand your memory mm -hmm. that's not something you want to think about when something's going on like that so that's right that's yeah man I quote, yeah, we said that. It was like, when there's an opportunity to hit, I do not hit. It hits by itself. I was like, oh, that, that is tough. Yeah. 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 When that opening presents itself, your body just does what it's supposed to do. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So, yep. yeah, that's important. Because like I said, I, mean, I know I see a lot of people. And even, even when I was going to the range and I was just shooting down range at a, at a piece of paper, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I think I'm doing something, right? Because I'm hitting the target and my grouping is decent. But the first time I went out there with you, Mike and we were actually like moving around and we were kind of going through different things, shooting behind different stuff. And you were kind of like bumping and bumping into me, but I still had to like mm -hmm. shoot to like to uh mimic, I guess, the crisis situation of people like running past you and run bumping mm -hmm. into you and stuff. Like there's mm -hmm. different stuff that you know you, you just work on. And the the static training is important because you want to be able to get your target, you want to be able to hit your target on point, but at the same time, it's like you want to be in those situational moments where you gotta maybe you got to duck behind a car so how do you how do you simulate that right or mm -hmm, you got to you know, mm -hmm. shoot behind a tree how do you simulate that you can't do that going to dfw gun range or going to any other places where you just have a lane and you're shooting straight and there's no distraction so yeah right because whoever's shooting at you ain't gonna wait for you to pull your gun out wait a minute let me get it out of my purse or you <laughs> hold on ain't nobody finna wait for that shit. right you gotta stay ready so 
damn training is important i can't i can't reiterate that and a safe place to store your weapons too like you got to have a safe especially rudy you have kids they're gonna be curious when they get four and five come right on, even two and three years old oh man yeah, you gotta right. have a safe for your for your stuff got gotta have it locked up so that they can't harm themselves and we got to take those things into consideration as well mm-hmm. but the training man i can't and there's a uh, a good trainer down in dallas uh body by o tactical if anybody's interested he's um he's good <laughs> he's good at what he does i'm actually gonna take one of his classes to get some refresher and just have some different eyes on me uh but he's really good in the dfw area if anybody's interested that's that's what who i would recommend if you can't drive all the way to oklahoma and train with me yeah actually mike it's funny you mentioned that because i know uh queen cole said that earlier like hey you know you need to get a rifle you got twins coming Bro, I'm coming to Oklahoma. Like, I'm just telling you now. I, I think welcome. I, I think I hit you in a messenger earlier. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, yeah, I'm, I need to. I need that. You, you are absolutely. Y'all are all welcome. Y'all can come with, with Abe whenever he comes, uh, and we can go through it to show you how to set it up. Tell you what to buy before you get it. Yeah. Set it up. Make sure it's all right. Mm-hmm. Take it apart. Show you how to take it apart. Clean it. Whole nine yards. And when you leave there. You'll be confident enough that if you needed to use it to defend yourself or your family, that you could do it when you leave from dealing with me. Facts, definitely mm-hmm. true. That okay. is definitely true. Yeah, met that met that little road trip. Never yeah, man, that welcome. Yeah, man, come on. No, I'm down. I'm down. You know, Abe. Uh, I'm I'm down for road trip, bro. Yeah, right yeah. on. Right. Because the 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 rifle is really, 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 really important because it's your primary weapon. That's the first thing you grab. If you hear a bump in the night, you grab the rifle. First, what's the logic? What's yeah, the logic behind yeah, that, that over the handgun? Okay, so the rifle projectile is more effective on target than the handgun for a lot of different reasons. If I shoot you in your arm with a nine <laughs> millimeter, it's gonna arm. hurt, and you gonna know it. But the chances of it making you want to stop are lower than if I shoot you in your arm with an AK-47 round. Your arm mm. will be inoperable. More, the chances of your arm being inoperable are higher from that AK-47 round, which is a 7.62 by 39. So mm. the rifle is more effective on target. Ooh, hold up. I'm sorry. I'm a battle rap fan. And somebody, this dude, this, yo, this nigga, no, no, this nigga, no reason. Hold on, hold on, no, 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 I gotta get this out. This nigga, Rum Nitty's, uh, battled this dude named K Shine, and one of his lines was like, uh, bro, you finna uh, set the stage on fire. You have, your battle's gonna be like on a 10. He said, nah, my, my round's gonna be like a seven point, what'd you say, two five? 7.62. 7.62. And he's like, and that's all you need for a cake. Nigga, that hit so hard. And, bro, I'm sorry. I mean, it's. <laughs> yo, that like, hit so hard, bro. Like, this man interrupted the story time for that. For that ball. Hey, that was not delivered. Didn't well. even get the round right. Like, didn't right. even get the round. It was right. 7.5. Right. What, 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 hey. what, 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 what round was that? What round was that? Let him have his excitement, man. Let him be excited. Nah, I'm letting him have it. I'm letting him have it. I'm letting him have it. <laughs> hey, I won't get it wrong next time. So the rifle round is going to be more effective on target. Uh, your rifle is your primary, uh, and then your 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 pistol is your secondary. Um, what I found is that brothers in the military, especially those that have seen combat, like my brother Joseph, I hope he's watching. 
Um, very effective with the rifle because that's what they train with is infantry. Mm-hmm. Not so effective with the pistol. So mm-hmm. the goal is to be proficient with both. So you're just going to have to spend time with both. The pistol is a necessary component, but if, if anything happens, anybody come in the house, if somebody's outside tripping, I'm grabbing, I'm grabbing a rifle first. And right now I'm grabbing my AK-47. That's the first thing I'm grabbing. Gotcha. gotcha. Damn. So. Wait, was Dave Chappelle on, on the level when he was talking about the buckshot, birdshot? I didn't hear that in this particular special. Did he talk about uh, that in another special? It was in Sticks and Stones. Yeah. It was in Sticks and Stones. Okay, I didn't see Sticks and Stones. Oh, what? I got to watch it. I, I missed it. I, I overlooked it, but I'll watch it later. Don't, don't be too mad at me. It's phenomenal. Uh, so a, shot, a shotgun isn't bad to have in your house either. Um, and some people, so some people debate between bird shot, which is number seven shot, and double eye buck which is about nine, nine millimeter sized pellets in the shotgun round. And people debate about which one is more effective. I know one guy who keeps a shotgun for home defense alternates those rounds, those right. slugs, right. alternates be- those casings between double eye buck and bird shot, which, I mean, I get it. I don't want to get shot with shit. <laughs> 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 so let's just, first of all, let's start there. And if you got any sense, if somebody's shooting at you, you're going to find a way for them to stop shooting at you. And if running is the most prudent thing to do, then do that. Uh, so, but some people ain't, ain't scared of that shit, you know. Some people, you just might have to put their ass down. Right. You got to be all right with it. That's crazy. Because mm-hmm. that's, that's one, of the, one of the things I look at. It's like, I don't know if in that moment I could take somebody's life. Or if I, or if hey, I could shoot somebody else. If somebody was trying to kill you, You'd be surprised what you'll do to stay alive. Mm. I don't doubt it. You'd be surprised what you'll do to stay alive. Damn. Just think about the dude. Just think about, okay, we all had elementary fights. We all seen elementary school fights. Think about mm-hmm. the little boy that didn't want to fight nobody, always getting punched on, and then one day he had enough, and he mm-hmm. beat the bully up. He didn't know he could do that until he got tired of that shit. Mm. If you get pushed far enough, you'll do what's necessary. Right, right, right. We got a question from uh from the chat. Jerome Miller says, is it more difficult to obtain a license for a rifle or a handgun? You don't need a license for a rifle in southern states for sure. What? Uh, yeah, you don't need a license for a rifle. In Texas, you can walk around with a rifle right now. You just don't have a round in the chamber. What? If you're, if you're black, you can't do that. But No, you can do that. They The police, by law, cannot do anything to you you can, walk really? you, can, you can go outside right now with a rifle you can have the magazine in don't have a round chamber and you can stand up and, and ain't nothing the police can do about it hmm. that's hmm. insane now the 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 license is for concealing a handgun that's what the license for it's not for owning that it's makes not sense. for shooting it's not even for carrying one because you can have one in the case unloaded and everything. It's for concealing that firearm in public. Gotcha. That's what it's for. So just walking around with it every day. That's right. Where people mm-hmm. can't see it. That makes sense. That where people can't see it. That's right. That makes sense. That's what the license is for. Good question. So, wow. 
Yeah, because a lot a lot of people even even like I have a few friends that are like, I don't have my I don't have my concealed, I don't have my, my license. I need that to have a gun, right? And it's like, well, nah, um, no, nah, you don't. No, you can go buy a gun right now. And you know you can do a little background check and all of that, but um you will probably walk out with it today. That's insane to me. The fact there's no requirements to to just go buy a piece. Yeah, I mean or, if you pass a background check. If you pass a background check, if you go to the gun store, but if you bought one from just another gun owner, you don't even have no background check. You just buy it like right. personal property, like a chair. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. See, I didn't even have my I didn't have my license when I got my gun. That's right. I, uh, I remember when you went and did it. Right. I think I ended up getting shooting my license or shooting my your um, gun for your license. Yeah, yeah, for my license. Yeah, I already had mm-hmm. it. So. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, these yeah. gun laws are crazy, man. They are crazy. Yeah, they're they're definitely, and I think that it's, I think that it's our responsibility to take advantage of those laws, just like white people take advantage of the, the gun laws. Mm. You know, but we have the stigma. Guns have a stigma in our community because mm-hmm. of the havoc that they have caused. Um, with a gun didn't cause no havoc somebody with a gun caused the havoc so um but that doesn't mean that the gun is bad the gun is an inanimate object it's, it's the a intent tool. of the individual who has it's absolutely a tool so because individuals with malintent have used that particular tool to inflict damage on other people we assume that the gun is the bad thing and then we don't have them when we need them mm. yep True. So, let me ask you: when you when you first got your when you first got your your guns, you start getting into guns. Were you like? Because I know there's a stigma around guns, and I want to even say, Rock, you kind of maybe asked this this earlier. Because um, I know there's there's a few people that are maybe even fearful of of, of getting them, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. of you know, I mean, how how they're perceived. Because mm-hmm. I know. Um, like going out and seeing somebody, you know, white with a gun, it's it's kind of it's kind of common. But usually, when you see black people with guns, people are are kind of tripping. Like I saw, um, I saw a video actually of a guy who was just walking around, and he had a piece on him, and these cops walked up to him, but he knew his he knew his rights well enough to where he he was like checking the cops. And he was Ooh. like, "No, I can have my gun here. I can have my gun here." But all the cops could say was, "Well." It's just it's kind of weird, you know. It's it's kind of abnormal to see people with guns. And he's like, "Well, am I breaking the law? Am I breaking the law? Am I breaking mm-hmm. the law?" Is a white dude? Uh, it the white dude? The the cop was white, but the the guy was black. It was oh, a black okay. guy. Yeah. You have to send me that video. I'd like to see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just um, I don't know it's, it's just it's just interesting because I know even when I kind of started carrying a gun, it was like I almost felt like I shouldn't be doing it because of everything that we see, right? And even mm-hmm. with like mm-hmm. you know. Uh, Philando Castile. It's like that was that was like the one uh, murder that probably impacted me the most as a mm-hmm. gun owner because mm-hmm. he wasn't doing anything wrong, right? Like it, they got pulled over. It was his girl and his daughter in the back. He was like, "Look, I gotta, I got a, hand, I got a handgun. Right. I'm reaching for my license, and he gets shot." Like that's always been my my fear after seeing him get shot. So it's like, I know it's probably something I shouldn't worry about, and even with with you saying yeah that's the law that's the law it's like it's sometimes it's like yeah it is but you know some people they don't care about they shoot they shoot first and ask questions later right i stopped caring i stopped carrying my gun for a while too after that 
it was very disconcerting. Hmm. Uh, it was it, 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 it affected me too. Yeah, and then to see the to the NRA not really say anything about it after they've upheld all these other different cases where people they didn't say having, shit. They didn't say, say anything about they that. They didn't say not a shit ass thing. Mm. So they don't care about black people. I mean, we, we yeah. absolutely, yeah, yeah. So there are mm. some cons. I mean, that's just part of being black, though. You're just going to be perceived as a threat at a higher rate than anybody else. It just comes with the territory, especially black man. And I'm 6'2", 195 pounds. Man, come yeah, on, yeah. man. That'll do it. That'll do it. Come on, man. So mm. that's why we have to have more in our toolbox than just the gun. We have to have all of these other skill sets that allow us to pick and choose what we can use based so the circumstances we find ourselves in. Right. Uh, yeah, I could cuss the police out because I have a legal right to do it, but is that smart? Mm. Hell no. You right. know, now don't get me wrong because I, I will cuss the police out. I don't give a shit. <laughs> my, son, <laughs> my son got that shit honest because John yeah. was up here one time and Marquise was going off on his police officer and I... <laughs> <laughs> but I'm still I was like, come on, man, you got to use your brain. But it's the same shit that I do. And I'm mm. I especially if I know I'm right and I know that police officer is wrong, I'ma let him know. I and I know I'm taking a risk when I'm doing it, but my mama raised a revolutionary. And it's mm -hmm. hard for me to keep my mouth shut in the face of injustice. And my son inherited that. <laughs> like you ain't finna treat me no any kind of way. Right. Right. Uh, and I had to learn I have to learn to temper that to this day. You know, I still have to, to temper that because it's very difficult for me to be quiet when somebody's doing something that is unjust or unfair. Yeah. Uh, but I also know what kind of risk I'm taking when I do that. So that's not I ain't super nigga. So <laughs> <laughs> boss they got the N on his chest. Hey man. <laughs> you broke, break it open like that. Right. Ah, ah, got that ear ready. Ah, y'all know my hand. Yeah. That's good, you know. man. That's good. I, I ain't got nothing else, man. You you hit it, you hit it tough with the gun on this ship. Y'all got any questions or anything? Chat. Yeah, chat, get in there. One thing I want to say, uh, I know we were going to do another topic on uh, the Uncomfortable Truth documentary, but I know everybody hasn't seen it. And mm. I think it would be really powerful if all four of us actually watch that documentary and come back and have a conversation in it. Because a lot of the stuff that Mike hit on is highlighted in that documentary, almost verbatim. Like mm -hmm. some parts Mike was talking, I was like, damn, did he see it? And it's, and it's the data. The yeah. data doesn't lie. Like, I'm a scientist. I'm a social scientist. So I only go off the data. And it just so happens that my real world experiences mirror the data. So right. when, you, when you're coming from the same data set, I mean, there's only so many conclusions, you know, you can come to. So right. it's interesting to hear other people who come to these conclusions independently voice them and, and, and how they perceive them. So mm. it's, I'm, I'm glad to, I'm glad because... Man, we no, got a long it, way to go. It, yes, yeah, man, we, we do. do, for real. Yes, we do. So everybody in the chat, everybody that listens to this, uh, once it gets posted um, on the podcast formats, uh, go watch um, The uh, Uncomfortable Truth. I know it's on Amazon Prime. Uh, it came mm -hmm. out in 2017. It's basically about um, 
a white guy who's the son of a civil rights activist mm-hmm. who discovers that his family actually helped institutionalize racism because they were slave owners and they helped perpetuate the cycle. Mm. And so he he tag teams with a, another black brother uh, who's a civil rights activist and they just really dig into the history of all of this stuff, all the way, right. all the way from, from jump street to forward, like mm, Reaganomics, mm. uh, the way political uh, campaigns changed based off of if uh, like, for one example, they gave uh, George Bush, the first one uh, was running a campaign. He was losing. And what he ended up doing was saying that his opponent would actually uh, exonerate and release black felons. I remember that. I yeah. remember that happening. Yeah. Yeah. And basically those black felons would prey on the white community. And that's his, exactly what he said. And he was literally, I think he was 18 points back and he ended up winning by like six. Fear, fear, of, fear of black people has, is, 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 is the fallback because the country is based on racism. So capitalism is the issue. Racism is the foundation that they built it on. Mm-hmm. So real quick, I want to talk about pricing because I know we did a lot of conversations. If you want to get into gun ownership, there are some financial components that need to be taken into consideration. Right. A rifle, a good rifle, you can get a really good AR-15 with everything on it, all the shit hanging off of it you want. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that That's funny to John because we talk, he knows that people throw all kind of bullshit. All type of shit, yeah. Um, you can get a really good AR-15 fully tricked out the way you want for like $900. Mm. Um, you can get a really good handgun from four hundred and fifty to six hundred dollars. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then your ammunition is what's going to because that's a reoccurring cost, especially if you train. Uh, right now, ammunition is really, really expensive because it's in demand. These white people thought the world was coming to an end, and they went out and bought everything. everything. Nick, every gun that existed was purchased <laughs> by white folks who was scared. None of these white people know how to use these goddamn guns. Just got them in the house. And now they're just mm. sitting there because they don't know what to do with them. Yep. So uh, prices are a little bit high. Stocks are very low right now. I would anticipate that we would see a return to normal levels by August, September. Mm-hmm. We'll see uh, some, some price corrections take place. $900 for a rifle. Uh, I buy my ammunition in thousand count. So you're looking at rifle ammunition is going to be about 35 to 40 cents around. So you're looking at three, $350, $400 for a thousand handgun ammunition, nine millimeter right now is going to be about $300 for a thousand, but it'll go back down to like 160, $180 for a thousand. Right. And that's, if you're serious about training, that's what I would advise anybody to do. Buy them in bulk. It's cheaper, just, it, just like Sam's. And this place is all over the internet that you can buy this shit from in bulk. So And drop them off at your front door. Drop them off at your front door. Comes right to your house. Um, so take those in, things into consideration. Concealed handgun license is going to be anywhere from 200 to $300, depending on where you are. They typically uh, last about, expire five to 10 years after, depending on which... Uh, which which uh, expiration date basically you paying for? Mm-hmm. Uh, so those financial considerations are important when you move into that. But I mean, we spend money on bullshit every day. So facts, facts. This phone right here. 
That's right. That's thousand dollars. That's yep. that's an AR fifteen yeah. right there. Can't do shit for you, but Colin text. Well, well, we got FaceTime. We got a couple of things to do with it, but nah, know. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> no, Snapchat is popping right now. Hey, so uh, you know, don't buy a couple of pairs of Jordans. You'll be all right. Right. Yeah. Facts. Facts. Yeah. And that's and that's that's another component too, because a lot of people say they want to get into gun ownership, but they don't really know how much it actually costs to mm-hmm. buy a gun, buy the bullets, right? Spend the time at the range, like the range fee. Like the range that's fee right. is, is cheaper when you have all your own shit. Like if you come that's with your right. own gun, if you come with your own bullets, you come with your own eye protection, ear protection, that should have said you guap by itself. Because if you're yeah. trying to if you're just trying to rent that shit at the range, back then when the yeah, back then. When um I didn't have my pistol, I'm gonna say it was like maybe fifty fifty five dollars per visit for bullets, mm-hmm, range mm-hmm. fee, and all that stuff. But if you have your own stuff, like twenty bucks, because all you're doing is reading the range. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, all that you take all that consideration. Um, mm-hmm. you know, this this ain't this ain't you buying a Glock off your partner, right? Uh, <laughs> a hot one off the street, right? Yeah, I'll avoid that at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Landis said. Is it is it plastic or carbon fiber? So I'm not sure if he's asking which one is better or what's the difference between the two. Okay, um, probably for the price. Well, I don't know. There aren't very many firearms that I know of that are made uh, from carbon fiber. Carbon fiber, carbon fiber is a is a type of plastic that's really really strong. But uh, for example, the, the uh, your gun, the FN Glock. And hey man, don't, 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 don't be telling people what I got. I mean. <laughs> 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 like, Yo, is that, hey, is that the code? I <laughs> that damn hey. gun, man. You're the reason I even got it. You're the reason I, I ate have that, that gun. I had one. John shot it. He loved it. I He bought one. I ended up selling mine. It was crazy. I hate that gun. It's a good gun, though. I just don't like it for me. FNS9. Anyway, yeah, that's my stuff. That's, that's right. It's, I mean, it's, it, is, it is a good gun. Um, most guns are made from polymer, which makes them lighter, and the polymer is very resilient in terms of its ability to absorb the shock and deal with the uh, have the proper tolerances for all that inertia taking place. Um, I think that's what the question. I don't know very many handguns that are made that are metal anymore. Mm-hmm. Like they got they got some 1911s are still metal. There's a couple of them. But most 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 firearms are a combination of polymer and metal. Um, Glock was the innovator. I'm a Glock shooter. I have a, a M&P. I will always 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 suggest a Glock first. <laughs> there are people that don't like Glock. I get it. I will always because it's reliable. It has uh, there are a number of aftermarket accessories for it. If you want to go that route, uh, magazine compatibility. This is just a whole bunch of stuff that works in its favor uh if you when you go to smyrna georgia you could take your glock with you you can hand it to them and they'll recondition your shit for you right there for free uh customer service is really good so this is why i advise everybody to go to the gun range rent a gun till you find one you like buy the one you like because what you don't want to do is buy a gun figure out you hate it after you shoot somebody else's gun that's different from your gun. <laughs> <laughs> right on, man. Go to the range because people, will, they'll let you shoot their shit. Man, white people turn into different people when they think black people are into guns. I'm telling you, you become yeah. a member of their fucking family. <laughs> <laughs> shoot guns. 
and they will let you shoot they shit. They'll tell you about all all the shit they done done to it and all of this shit. So wow, yeah, facts. It's a different facts. experience. Facts. All right, man. Well, Mike, we appreciate you, man. For real, man. No uh, sweat. Appreciate all the information. Good information. A good intake. You mind telling the people where they can find you? Yes, I'm. I'm on Instagram. Um, Michael P. Spencer at Michael P. Spencer. Facebook, Michael P. Spencer. If you have any questions about firearms, you can DM me or PM me. I'll be happy to help you. Uh, and I'm gonna start. I'm gonna make a couple of videos on presentation and trigger pull and just little stuff like that, so people can have those as references. Uh, and I'll put those on my Facebook page. Hey, y'all can. Uh oh, lost them. Mm, but hey, lost get them. The, at least we lost them at the end. I know, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> oh, there, oh, no, there we go. Oh, there you go. All right, cool. We, so, we appreciate you. Yeah, we appreciate I'll do that. No sweat, man. No sweat. Right on, man. Right on. Well, thank you again. Uh, appreciate everybody that stuck out with us. There's some good information. We're going to get up out of here. Uh, check out our older episodes. Like I said, since we've been doing this this uh, social distancing thing, we've kind of been on StreamYard and streaming to Facebook. So people have been feeling that. So we're going to keep doing that, I guess, for a little bit. Uh, but definitely check out our older episodes. Speak between the lines. Anywhere you can search for it. Anywhere where you... Uh, do your own or not do your own but whether you listen where you listen to your own podcast apple uh spotify all these other places that you listen to podcasts you'll be able to find us and yeah man we're gonna get up out of here there's nothing else man appreciate everybody this is king gabe signing off j-rock yeah rest mike we appreciate john, you my brother well i want to say mine Can I oh go ahead john, go ahead john wick john <laughs> Double tap specials. I got you. Double, Double tap <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man, even though it's choreographed, it's beautiful to watch, man. It is. It really oh, is. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Speak with your lines. We out of here. Everybody enjoy your night. Right, Peace. Boy. Later.